Howdy and welcome back to the Run of the Mills podcast. We are making our way through the book of Matthew and we are reading about the king demonstrating his authority. And we already saw him cure leprosy, the dreaded disease of the time. He touched an outcast, um, a person who was seen as uh, untouchable, left should be ostracized from society because of their their uh, dreaded disease. And we see that Jesus shows his power over that disease through a touch. And then we see the next one, another some another person who would have been an outcast in their culture, and that was a Roman centurion, as the Jews were under uh, Roman rule at the time. And so let's let's read this one. And we'll talk a little bit about what's going on here, because again, the first one we saw Jesus demonstrating his authority over this disease, and he reaches out and he touches him. And I think this is important that we get this next story because it's again. We have this tendency to create these strange like formulas that this is the way that it happened once. Therefore, that's the way it must happen every time. And I've seen entire denominations build theology off of one verse when in order to build that theology, they have to ignore other verses. And they always seem very strange to me, but it's something that, that people tend to do. And I think most of us tend to do that. Uh, there's a tendency in general uh, for people to to know that one verse or that one thing stuck out to you. And and so that kind of builds your belief on that topic based on that one verse. And so that's, of course, a dangerous thing. Um, we ought to take the Bible as a whole um, to look at multiple spots that speak on that topic and say, OK, what's what's the totality of teaching here? So. Um, we don't want to. We don't want to get in that spot where we think, well, this is the way that Jesus healed. He had to. It had to follow this formula because we're going to see a different formula here. Um, I would say it's not even a formula. It says now, when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, "Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented." And Jesus said to him, "I will come and heal him." The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Now, some people speculate on this, that the reason he doesn't want Jesus to come to his house is because he understands that for Jesus to do so would be frowned upon by Jewish people, that they would not enter the home of a Gentile. And so for him to enter in there would uh, would possibly damage Jesus's reputation. Um, and so he wasn't, he doesn't want Jesus to come because he's like, he's embarrassed of his house, but he's doing it out of honor for Jesus. Um, one way or another, it plays out well for uh, this, for I think the lesson here, he goes on and he says, for I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go. And he goes and to another come and he comes and to my servant, do this and he does it so again we remember we're talking about authority and that was how we finished off uh, chapter seven the, talking about how jesus taught with authority and now we're seeing just his power and authority over disease um the disease of leprosy and now we see this man this gentile who is teaching about um you know we're getting a lesson about christ's authority right so he says this um, Jesus said this, um, 
or rather, it says this about Jesus. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and he said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so it shall be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. So a few things here to, to make note of. Number one is this, this beautiful picture of authority that the, the centurion points out. That he says, hey, I'm a man of authority. I, I'm a centurion. That means he would be in charge of um, a uh, group of 100 soldiers. And so uh, he says, hey, I, I know how this works. I, I'm one of the um, who has authority. And what's cool about this is he's recognizing something about Jesus that, that um, maybe others were missing. And that was that Jesus was not limited to his location. He was recognizing things about Jesus, that Jesus had authority over spiritual things, over power, over sickness, that it, that uh, he was not limited to his to his current location. Um, he wasn't limited in such a way. You know, our, our God, um, his power goes far beyond um, our, you know, how we how we might imagine. And so anyway. Um, this is just a, a, a to me it's it's a cool thing that this centurion gets it and Jesus marvels at it and says hey did you did you catch this and he says at the end verse eleven he says and I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven so he's pointing out something that is is throughout the Bible you'll see this but um, again it's often overlooked and was overlooked by the Jewish people at the time of Jesus and that was that there would be Gentiles in the kingdom like that. Jesus didn't just come to, to save the Jews, but you know, he's a came for the salvation of all the world. You know, the, the Abrahamic covenant where God says to Abraham, you know, through your, um, through you, all the nations of the world will be blessed. You know, it's not your ancestry that matters. It's faith. You know, don't base your salvation on how you were raised or who your parents are or, or what they taught you, but it's faith in Christ alone. So there's some interesting things here. Number one is he points out like, look, if you're Jewish, just because you're a Jew doesn't mean you're getting in. Just because you're a son of the kingdom doesn't mean you are going to be there with the king. And this is, again, this is the unexpected king. This is unexpected talk from the one who came to be the king of the Jews to say that there are some who are sons of the kingdom who are not going to enter in. In fact, he says this, they'll be cast out into outer darkness and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, some people will say, you know, that the Bible doesn't teach hell. Now, whether or not you want to call what he's talking about here hell or not, um, it's in the, he's he's talking about outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. There is a separation, you know. There is a separation from from God that he's talking about. This is a place of you know of torment. Jesus is talking about now. Some might say, well, he's he's speaking figuratively, and the question is, is he? 
is he speaking figuratively when he says, and I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Is that figurative or is that literal that people from all over the world are going to sit down with the forefathers in, in the kingdom of heaven? I, I don't think that's figurative. So is he talking about a figurative place or is he talking about a literal place using some figurative language when he says, you know, outer darkness with weeping and gnashing of teeth. Anyway, I think it's a dangerous thing for us to, to um, sell hell short. Uh, I would hate for anybody ever to, uh, to say, you know, I, and I've said this plenty of times, I hate for anybody to end up, you know, staying before God in judgment and being, you know, being cast out and then saying, this is worse than what Mike said. Mike, you know, when he was when he was preaching on this, he never told me it would be this bad. You know what? I would much ra- I'd much rather have somebody go go. You know, if they ended up separated from God for eternity, and be saying like, "Hey, it's not as bad as Mike said." Um, ultimately, what I really want is no one to say either of those things. My hope is that you'll say, "I'm I'm deserving of separation from God. I'm deserving of punishment." And yet, what a loving God to make a way to make a way that I might spend eternity with Him. So. Uh, just pointing out here something very important that Gentiles will be joining Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and some Jews will not. And that would be shocking talk. Again, shocking, shocking talk at the time. And again, he's the unexpected king. He's going to continue to do shocking and unexpected things. Anyway, God bless you. Talk to you next time.